0: Proverb, the primary thing you have to consider in reference to a proverb, biblically speaking, is that it's going to reveal truth. And truth has the capacity. To change us, a personal, you and me, for the better. That's what truth has the ability to do, to change us for the better. Every time we hear it, it has the ability to do that. Jesus recognized the importance of. Of truth to the point to where when he was praying, as a man, he said to the Father in John 17 and 17, Sanctify them by your truth. And then he turned around and gave a definition of truth. He said, your word is truth it was so he wanted he wanted the disciples to be sanctified a change for the better for the truth well by the truth and to sanctify in one sense means to purify or to, or to make clean you know because when you're born in sin and shaped in iniquity you are all twisted in the mind you you have a backwards way of thinking are uh, more plainly, you come up being taught things that are in contrast to God's will. Yeah, you, you come up being taught stuff that you be like, God, God, how in the world did, did I believe that when they was telling me that? I came up for years with a mentality that uh, white people were better than black people. Because that's how I was taught. Right. To the point to where, uh, and, and it's probably foreign to younger people, but people coming up in, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you, you remember when uh, your parents or uh, older folks used to tell you, when, you, when you, want, you went and got something nice, that boy, you don't need to be trying to be like them white folk now. You know, and, and, and in your mind, a white person is superior to the black person. And we grew up like that. We grew up like that. And and believed it, believed it because that's how you. You and I would talk, and it was wrong then. It's wrong now, and it's gonna be wrong tomorrow. Now, and our parents were in church. They just believed what was said in society or what they saw with their eyes was more real than the Scripture. They didn't understand the power of the Scripture. The power of God's Word. We don't want to come up that way. I said, we don't want to come up that way. Right. Our parents were would, would taught that, look, whatever a doctor says, you do it. That's right. They actually would put a doctor on the same level as God. There are some good doctors. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant in their field and so forth. But understand this right here. Nobody's on God's level. I don't care how intelligent a person is. I don't care what level they're on. Nobody is on God's level. God is the only one that knows everything. Everything. Not just just about one field or one particular uh, skill. He knows everything. You got to understand that God is on a completely different level. And when you understand that, you just don't take everybody's word. You don't allow folks to speak certain things in your life based upon their expertise. You want truth to be the final say. I said you want truth. I just told you, John 17 to 17, Jesus prayed, sanctify them by your truth, your word is truth and again to sanctify is to purify clean you out of all that stuff that you done been taught and then put back in you his word not the preacher's word god's word i'm just a vessel he uses he gonna put his word in you to the point to where you can honestly say what paul said in second corinthians 5 and 17 if anyone is in christ He or she is a new creation. Old things have passed. I'm new now. I don't believe a white person is superior to me. I believe whether a person is white, red, black, and so forth. We we were all created in in his image and in his light. And when folks try to act as if they're superior to me. I'm just not going to accept it. that. That needs to be your mindset. Because that type mindset is biblical. It's based upon the word. Because, because the word. Considers two groups of people. Saints. Sinners. In God. And out of God. Holy. Unholy. Clean. Unclean. Sanctified. Not sanctified. Two groups. That's what God looks at. Two groups. Even when the church tried to make a big distinction between who was going to get what. Being Jew or Gentile. Paul, Paul had to let People who have been in the church before him know. Look, it's not so. Whether you're a Jew or Gentile. If you're born again. If Christ is your Lord and Savior. You get the same rewards. As long as you think, talk and do. According to what is written. And reveal. And so, a proverb reveals, reveals truth. And and uh, the truth that comes forth from a proverb can be from a metaphorical standpoint, a figurative standpoint, a literal standpoint, and so forth. You have to understand that because sometimes the proverbs will talk about a fruit, but you have to. Consider what it's saying, whether it's talking from a literal or figurative standpoint. And just like tonight, it's talking about wisdom, as if wisdom is a person. Figuratively talking about wisdom as if wisdom is a person. Not talking about who the person is speaking wisdom. But talking about wisdom being out in public. Calling aloud. And you have to understand something. When when it comes to wisdom. That wisdom from a biblical standpoint. In the simplest. uh, Meaning is just. Knowledge plus understanding. When you consider it, just, just looking at the Bible, is knowledge plus understanding. And again, based upon the verse, wisdom going to say some things. Wisdom going to talk. Look at the verse one more time. Verse 20 is what I'm concerned with. Proverbs 1 and 20. Wisdom calls aloud Where? In public, she raises her voice in the open squares like a person. Wisdom is a she, based upon the text, capable of producing, a bearing fruit. Just like a, just like a woman. Capable of bearing. That's what wisdom is. Bottom line, there are different levels of wisdom. As long as we're here on earth, uh, we'll always be learning something. You never get too old to learn. Get out of your mind. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. We ain't no dog, but you remember what that saying mean. Folk was saying, look, I hear what you're saying, but you can't tell me I'm just too old. No, you ain't too old. You ain't too old. You ain't too educated. You ain't too ignorant. Whatever you want to put on the table. God's word can teach you something. You can learn something from God's word or whoever God chooses to use. To give you the word, you can learn something. How many agree with that? We gotta know that. And and so wisdom, when you, again, when you look at it from a biblical standpoint, just represents knowledge and understanding. But I want to give you some biblical definitions tonight as well. And how many know you can you can take a word and that word may have ten definitions. You go to Webster, you say, I want to just find out what such and such is. You get there, it's about 20, 25 definitions. So don't never be so narrow-minded to what you think. It means just what you know it means. <laughs> it's bigger than you. All right? Okay, let, let's start in Job 28. Job 28. Lord have mercy. Y'all, y'all stay with me. We're going to have to roll a little bit. Job 28 and 28 talking about wisdom and to man or humans he said behold the fear of the Lord that is wisdom fear in the text is talking uh, means respect reverence or devotion to God it's used in a positive sense Notice again, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Job 28 and 28. Fear, adoration, respect, devotion, reverence to God. When you fear God, when you respect God, that means you're getting wisdom. If you respect him, you're going to come hear what he has to say. And you know that he speaks directly and so you want to hear what he has to say. True? Let's go further. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. We're talking about wisdom. Verse 7. Proverbs 4 and 7. Just the first clause. Well now let's go a little further than the first clause. Notice wisdom is the principle what? Therefore what? Wisdom is the principle. Therefore get what? Get what? I mean, you got to get it. Where is one place you can get it? The church. God's church. Or the scripture. But you need to get it. Why? It's major, and notice Solomon was to the point where he said it is the principle, a main thing. It's the main thing, and it is because again, that's is what God wanted His children to have. It's what He wanted His children to have. I'll give you shepherds according to my heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. I just gave you a definition of a wisdom is knowledge and what but here we see that wisdom is the principal thing the main thing you need why because if you don't have wisdom you'll believe whatever somebody tells you and they can be meaning well I'm telling you folk who meant well used to say, you don't need to try to be like them white people. They, they meant well when they said it. They meant well. They actually, they actually believed that, you know why? That's what they had been taught. They would actually say what they couldn't afford because... That's what they had been taught. And it was in their mouth. I can't can't do that. Some folks have actually been taught. That you're going to be just like such and such. And they just believe that. Ain't no way you're going to be able to do that. You know you ain't. And then Jesus dropped stuff on us like. Look with God. All things are what? Possible. Even the system tries to make you believe stuff. And some folk will actually quote quote something not recognizing that death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'll always be an alcoholic. Go to meetings and and that's one thing. They'll be required. Just say. And just, and just speaking there. You can't do that. You got to have wisdom. Because wisdom is, again, according to Proverbs 4 and 7, the principle of the main thing. It's important. It's very important. You You don't need to do nothing without wisdom. You don't need to go and get no car without wisdom. You don't need to go and get no house without wisdom. You don't need to start fussing at somebody without wisdom. You don't need to do nothing without wisdom. Before you just believe something, do your research. Wisdom is the what? Principal thing. Therefore, get it. Get wisdom. Let's go further. Got to drop something on you that, that ain't going to be too pleasant. Proverbs 3. We'll start at verse 6. Ready? Proverbs 3 and 6. In all your ways acknowledge Him, our God, and He shall what? And that's the truth, isn't it? And we know now, based upon uh, what's going on in the New Testament church, God guides us through the Holy Spirit. John sixteen thirteen. 13, the Spirit will guide you into what? All truth. All truth but we're still talking about truth. So He's going to guide you into how much truth? That means all true truth in the church and truth outside the what? church. But this is what I got to drop on you. Verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Respect him, depart from evil. Cuz sometimes we get to thinking uh, about an alternative But he says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from what? He calls it evil. When you know to do what's right, but you're going to do wrong, that's evil. When you got wisdom from scripture to do something, but you still going to do an alternative, that's, that's evil. But he goes on to say in verse 8, it will be health to your flesh and strength your bones. When God has given you wisdom to do something and you go against it based upon the text it's unhealthy. I said it's unhealthy. That's just point and blank scripture. So the bottom line when we get wisdom we we need to just stick to it. Well why wouldn't we pastor? Because sometimes folk feel as if God taking too long. Or they just point blank don't like the way God tells them to do a particular thing. But see, God knows. So you you can never get in your mind that you need to try something that you know is in contrast to his will. That's unhealthy. I said that's unhealthy. All right, let's go, let's go back to Proverbs 1. And we got a good understanding of wisdom. Now consider verse 33. Proverbs 1, verse 33. You got to listen to wisdom. You got to listen. Listen in the verse implies obedience. I said, listen in the verse implies obedience. You're not just hearing what is being said, but you're hearing. With the mindset, I'm going to put this into action. I'm going to put this into action. Whoever listens to me, and it's two things that we're going to deal with when you listen to wisdom, and we're going to be done. Y'all ready? Whoever listens to me or to wisdom, number one, will dwell safely. I said will dwell how? What does that mean? When you listen to wisdom, you're going to have a place of refuge. You're going dwell or live safely when you listen to God or receive God's word. When you get knowledge and understanding from God, you're going to dwell safely or have a place of refuge. I'll show you two scriptures. Let's go to uh, Proverbs fourteen. Keep being me them amens, babies. Proverbs 14, 26. Ready? In the fear of the what? We go back to Job 28 and 28. The fear of the Lord is what? I don't want to lose y'all now. The fear of the Lord is what? Wisdom. There you go. All right. So, so stay with me. In the fear of the Lord, there is what? In wisdom, there is what? And what's going to happen? His children shall have what? When you get wisdom, God going to make sure you have a place of refuge. Again, Job 28 and 28. The fear of the Lord, that is what? Wisdom. In the fear of the Lord... There is strong confidence. And his? Got to be his child. Shall have what? Place of refuge. Very plain, isn't it? Let's go to Isaiah 4. Isaiah chapter 4. Verse six, Isaiah four and six. Ready? Y'all almost ready, aren't you? Isaiah four and six, and there will be a tabernacle for what? In the daytime, from the heat. Can heat damage you? Yeah. So that going to be shade when? In the daytime, for a place of what, refuge. and for a shelter from storm and rain, and of course, a refuge is a place of protection, a shelter. And so, when we get wisdom, God gonna make sure we have a place of refuge. Yeah. He's going to make sure you're going to dwell how? Safely. You're going to be safe. What? God got you. How's he going to have? He's going to make sure you get the wisdom you need to protect you from whatever you go through in life. Because folk will mess you up. You, you'll be surprised of, of folk that are in bad shape simply because of ignorance. Y'all holding on? Yes. Including God's people. That's reading Hosea said this right here. He said God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But then he clarified. He said because they had rejected knowledge. Didn't want what God will say. Don't ever get to the point where you don't want what God is saying. Even if you're not going to put it into action. I always want what God Says, I Always want his word. Because there will come a time to where you're going to remember it and you're going to put it into action. You may not put what I'm saying into action uh, tonight. You may not use it right away. But there will come a time to where the Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance this teaching. That's part of his job to bring back to your remembrance what has been said. Y'all still all right? All right. In my close, let's go back to uh, Proverbs 1 and 33. So we understand that the first thing going to happen when you listen to wisdom is that you're going to dwell safely. And the final thing that's going to happen, he says, that we will be secure, and I love this, without fear Of evil. We going to be. Secure. Without. Fear. Of evil. We going to be. Without. Do you know there are folks. That are afraid. Of cancer that don't have it. Hadn't even got the car, but are afraid of the payment. are fearful of something that they're not even experiencing yet. And that, that's how the enemy get folk. The, the enemy will get folks fearful about something and, and allow that seed to get planted on the inside. Until they'll start, they'll start being so anxious about a particular thing to where that seed will start manifesting in them. Most folks are more afraid of something before it happens than when it actually happens. Some folk never get particular benefits or or blessings because they are afraid to make the necessary steps in order to receive won't your heart's desire man that that's that's mine that's that's my house right there god and god said he'd give me my heart's desire hallelujah then then you start Researching, calculating the the payments, and you find oh, <laughs> that payment four thousand dollars a month. God, God, I can't be paying no four thousand dollars a month. Gotta take all my check now. You're saying you're gonna have to take care of it before you even ask God how to how to go at it. You may not have to make one payment. Don't be wise in your fear the Lord and it will be healthy. Let's just break it down because you don't know that verse altogether. I don't believe everybody do anyway. It'll be unhealthy. You never do that. If God told you that he'll give you your heart's desire, you just got to trust him to work it out. Stuff I got right now that God told me I, I, I would have, when he told me I would, I would have it, I didn't have no money. I did. And don't look at me like that because there's some more folk in here. The same exact Wait, when he, when he told, if, I don't know if y'all were listening or not, but when he told senior minister Mothers to do what she did, she gave her testimony, uh, she just obeyed God. And when she looked at the situation, she knew she wouldn't be making nothing, nowhere near, you know, what she was making, but she knew God was leading her to do what she was doing. But in the end, God worked it completely out. And that's her testimony, what she gave not long ago. But that's a whole lot of us. We got that same testimony. You got to be wise. Because if you, because if you don't think God can do what he said, that, that means you don't really believe in God. You just have to trust God to do it his way. I said you just have to trust God to do it his way. Because God can do anything save what? I made him really believe that. You'll be tried on that. I said you'll be tried on that. You will be tried but you can't you can't be to the point to where you allow fear to control you. You can't can't allow it to control you. Lord, my sister had this. And my brother had this. Oh, God. And allow that seed to just get in you. It needs to be the opposite. Let me tell y'all something. I want want y'all to really listen to me now. My daddy had high blood. That's what he battled high blood. I mean, for I mean, even going back to his 30s, he was battling high blood. Uh, when when uh he had his stroke, uh, when a stroke happened, one of the main things that, and he wouldn't say then, one of the main things that. Caused it was high blood. Had two or three heart attacks. Same thing. High high blood. When I got saved, this is, this is what I said. Based upon Proverbs 18 and 21. Death in what? Fire. In the what? Fire. I will never have no high blood. I ain't gonna have no high blood. That is not gonna be part of my testimony. I done seen, I I wasn't the opposite. Lord, my daddy had it. His brothers, his sisters, even his mama. I ain't gonna have that. That was my testimony. That was my testimony. I wasn't, wasn't going to have it. And to this day, never. N-E-V-E-R. Never. My blood pressure right now is a blood pressure of a person 23 years old. In good health. And, and uh, I, I like to say that at the house to folk. You know what my blood pressure is, don't you? You want to check? You wanna... Death and life are in the power of the what? Mom. Death and life are in the power of the what? Mom. Tell you something else. For a long time, I, I couldn't even live paycheck to paycheck. I was struggling hard. But understand something. When I came up, uh, the business that my daddy was in, you, you, you may have to wait two or three months before you get a check. It was that time. I mean, you have to wait on claims and stuff like that. And I remember uh, coming up. Christmases, we'd be like, we going to get something? <laughs> and sometimes, didn't get anything until after Christmas. Or right there, a day or two before, and when it basically got the leftovers. You hear me? When I was struggling, I said, Lord, I do not want to be to the point to where I'm gonna be like my daddy waiting on money to come. I don't wanna be like that. You said if I give, you'll cause it to be given unto me. I don't want my daughter to ever have to experience what I experienced. That was that was even when I was struggling, that was my thing. And it, it was just so strange because I never forget one, I never forget one Christmas. Uh, Lord have mercy, when Christmas, thank you, thank you, Brother Powell, I said, said, Lord have mercy, it's finna be Christmas next week, and and, uh, I said, she want a little doll, I said, I'm gonna get that doll, I I I said, no matter what, I'm gonna get that doll, she ain't gonna be like I was, and I'm gonna tell you something, I used to be a peddler. I think that's how I first met Ella White. I can't remember, but pedaling down in, in Noonan and other places, and uh, I was pedaling to get that doll. I said I was pedaling to get that doll. I can't even remember the name of these little dolls. They they would have that uh, they would they would have certain names. Every doll had a particular name, and that's what she wanted. Huh? I don't know. I just remember that. I can't even I just remember that the dog that the dog had a certain name. And I and I'll never forget it was the Tarza Russ Uh up in Atlanta. I can't even, I can't over there by I think Cumberland Mall or something. And they were staying open twenty-four hours. I had made that money and got home by ten o'clock as we going to Tarzar Russ. I said, I'm going to get this dog. I said, when this child, and she wasn't, but I guess about three, four, five, somewhere. And I said, this girl going to have the dog she's been looking for. But you, you, uh, you have to speak what the word tells you to speak. How is that the word, pastor? You have to speak those things that are God. as though they Who does that? God. When Paul talked about it, he was talking about God. But we are created in the image of who we are supposed to be—Christ-like, which equates God-like. You ain't God, but you have to be God-like. Be ye holy, for God is what. Holy. What does that basically saying to us? We got to be like God. Got to be like Him. And you—you you have to apply it to your life. See, don't we can't make the same mistake. Uh, that older people make. Just, just Church was a Sunday thing. Now we got to make this a lifestyle. We got to live this. This got to be part of our being in the church and outside the church. When we go to get something or when we desire something. When we need something and when we don't. We have to make scripture a part of our life but notice again what he says i'm closing now lord have mercy i got my point over cross y'all all all right okay i'm finna be done notice again uh proverbs 1 and 33 but whoever listens to whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of what and the perfect example of not worrying about evil is found in psalm 23 y'all know where I'm going. I'm going to read it tonight though. Let's go to Psalm 23. I'm closing with this. We don't want to fear no evil. Yeah. Now, when something happens, you can't help. You can't help but to be moved by evil. Can't help but to be moved by fear. But you can never allow it to control you or influence you. And based upon the text, you're going to be secure without the fear of evil. You're going to be in the place you need to be so when, when evil or what have you comes... It's not going to move you. Why? You're secure. You're secure. You can't be more secure than in God's word. Or based upon the teaching tonight by operating in wisdom. Can't be more secure by operating in wisdom. Because who gonna back up his word? God. Heaven and earth shall, back. but not God's God. word. I'll never leave you, no. But notice what David said in Psalm 23. 23. Uh, I want to read verse 1 and 4. Y'all there? Y'all unbeat the preacher there. But the preacher there now. Psalm 1. The Lord is my personal relationship with him. But notice what he says in closing verse 1. I shall not what? I ain't going to lack nothing. I ain't going to lack nothing. It don't matter if things are good or things are as worse as they can get. I ain't going to lack nothing. And then he says in, in uh, verse 4, notice this. Yea, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of what? Yeah. Death, figuratively speaking, represents ruin. Right? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear, help me, no. I ain't going to fear evil. I am not going to fear evil. And notice he gives, he already told us why in verse 1, but then he takes it further. For you are with me. you with me. You got to know without question that God is with you. And if you got his word in you, he what? He with you. God is his. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was who? God. When you got that word in you, guess who with you? God. God said he was going to bless me with this. That's the prophecy he gave you. Guess who with you? God. You're holding on to what he told you. As long as the revealed word is backed up by the written word, you good. I said you are good. Again, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and they what? A rod comforts. A rod can bring comfort. Something that hurts can comfort you. Something that hurts can make you smile. Because the rod, in one sense, was used as a mean of punishment or correcting an error. But notice what he said, you're rod in your They what? You comfort in me. Even though I'm going through this, I still feel your comfort. And so you have to be to the point to where you have in your being that I'm safe and what? That's right. I'm done. Let's get a Lord a hand of praise.